Getting in the Word this morning, this afternoon. Now, I don't know. Um, it's usually not easy to preach to a, a crowd that's just stuffed themselves. So if you hear your neighbor starting to snore, just give them this. Oh, pardon me. You know, just kind of wake them up. <laughs> All right. God bless your hearts. It's a joy to be here. Acts 27, verse 31. Acts 27, verse 31. Very familiar portion of Scripture. A great, great story. True story. It really happened. Verse 31. If you'll stand, we're just going to read that one verse. Acts 27, 31. I do have a title. It's simply this. Just stay in the ship. Stay in the ship. Glory 27, 31. Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, Except these abide in the ship, ye cannot be saved. Let's pray together. Father, again, we just thank you for this day, for this privilege to be in your house, for this honor, Lord, to endeavor to say something that would bring help and joy and direction and guidance to your people, your sheep. These are your sheep. Lord, just anoint my mind, my lips. May I be your voice. May I be your heart. May I be what you'd have me to be for these people. And I'll just give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You be blah, blah, blah. I'm already got the blah, blahs. You may be reseated. Stay in the ship. Now, the whole 27th chapter of Acts is an account or a record of Paul's voyage to Rome. Now, God had already spoken to Paul that his ministry was not over. <laughs> Yet, he had another place to go, and it was Rome. See, God had already promised him in Acts 23 and 11. said, Paul, don't be afraid. You're going to witness to me in Rome. And he did that very thing, Rome. And there, there, he would stand and testify before Caesar. Now, God did not tell him how long the trip might be, or neither did he tell him what he was possibly going to encounter or experience, right? I mean, Paul had already gone through many persecutions. God, Paul had already gone through many sufferings. Paul had go, already gone through uh, more things than we'll, we could ever dream of that we've never experienced, including a couple of shipwrecks. Second Corinthians talks about some of his things he went through. If you want to just jot that down and read it later, Second Corinthians 11th chapter, verses 23 through 27 Paul actually writes a whole list of the things of his experiences and his sufferings and his persecutions. And while in the way of duty, <laughs> while on the journey, they say it's all about the journey. We're on a journey and things happen to us on our journey, right? Absolutely. You're, if you're breathing and I think that you are, you've experienced some things. While in the way of duty, while doing God's will. Well, I thought if I would serve the Lord and do God's will and do the, all the things that He's asked in the Word, you know that everything would be peachy and, peachy and dory or gooey or something, right? No, life happens. I don't have to tell you that. While doing God's will, while living for Christ, while on the way to the place, 
that God had destined him to be, that was to preach the gospel, he met with opposition. Shipwreck. My title is Stay in the Ship. Glory. There's a lot of people jumping ship today. All you have to do is go around and visit the churches. Just go visit. It's, it's, uh, it's not, not a good thing that we're seeing. We used to preach that we were in the last days in the Laodicean age back in the sixties. Wow. We were in revival and didn't know it. Uh huh. God said go and the only way to go, of course, was by ship. That's a no brainer, but it was not a cruise ship. Not a, by any, not a vacation, not an easy route. It was not a, um, non-stop voyage, right? In fact, it was, the Bible teaches or the story says it was a long and a very dangerous journey. There's sharks in the water, right? But we're going to stay in the ship. He said, except you stay in the ship, you cannot be saved. Now, there's only one gospel ship. It's the old Ship of Zion. Remember that old song? Those of you that's over 80. It's that old ship of Zion. Remember that? Oh, get on board. Get on board. Only one gospel ship. Only one way to reach our destination. Of course, that destination is heaven. And his name is Jesus. He's the ark of our souls. We can trust in him. But we gotta stay in the ship. When preparing this message, I, uh, there's, there's a lot of ships that you can preach about. Pastor's probably done that many times before. But there's some ships that we definitely make sh- we need to make sure that we're on board with. One, and I'm not gonna preach all these, I'm gonna mention about five or six, but I'm only gonna bring out about three, aren't you glad? <laughs> that was a good time to say amen. One of the ships that you must be a partaker on or on that board, this ship, is called worship. Worship. It says there's only one way to worship him, and that's in spirit and in truth. Glory. Worship. Discipleship. Oh, that's a tough one. Discipleship. Stewardship. Oh my, just don't talk about that. Jesus talked a whole lot about money. Stewardship. Membership. Connecting. Being a part of. Being willing, you know, to get a hold of that oar or getting hold of that whatever on that ship and making that ship go. <laughs> making that ship work. Making that ship through the helping it get through those trouble waters. Gardenship. Hello? And the list goes on, but I'm only going to talk about three today. Alright? Ship number one is what we don't like to talk about. Hardship. Hardships. I believe Paul said to Timothy, endure hardness as a good soldier. We've been through some hard places. Many of those hard places were brought on by ministers that weren't quite truthful with us. Say, oh, that can't be. Well, yeah, 
That's where it hurts the most. Those that you trust in and confide in so much when they disappoint you and let you down. Let me tell you, we have, you'll have to learn if you're in the gospel ship, you must keep your eyes on Jesus. Glory. He will stay in the ship. In the ship, you're safe. Out of the ship, you will perish. That is truth. Here Paul is saying, here Paul is on the ship, headed for Rome, in God's will, and yet he sails right into a storm. Glory. Acts 27 and verse 10. Paul had warned the ship's crew, it's not a good time to sail. It's the wrong time of year and, uh, when, when the storms are more frequent and they're more fierce. But what did they do? They sailed anyway. How many times has pastor got up here and said, you need to shun this. You need to add this to your life. You need to make sure that this is not found root in your life. And pa- pa- parents do that to with their children. And grandparents do that with their grandchildren. We say, uh, do this, don't do that. It's for your own safety. It's for your own good. I've, I've sailed that road before and it leads to shipwreck. Hello? But they do it anyway to their own hurt. Sad to say. Stay in the ship. Stay in the ship. They sailed anyway. And since Paul was a prisoner on this prison route, he was going to have to suffer the storm along with them. Oh, that'll preach. Yeah. Sometimes we might get a little rebellious and we're determined we're going to walk our own way. And what happens? Our children reap the the seeds of those bad seeds that's been sown. Divorce. I hate divorce. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Got two sons that went through tragic divorces. And because of that, they were raised by others. They were raised by others and... We weren't, now, I've, I'm touched this touchy subject here. Sometimes it seems like divorce is the only answer. I know that. In this situation, it just had to be. It had to be. But it's still ugly and it's not of God. So you young people, I admonish you, you pray about God's companion for you. And don't go searching for them. Let God bring him to you. You stay focused on keeping your eyes on Jesus and staying in the gospel ship. Get your education and do what you feel like God will have you to do. And God will bring that person to you in his time and it will be the right person. Well, shout me down, baby. That's good. Hello. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you, Jesus. They sailed anyway. Paul was a prisoner on that ship. He was was a prisoner also. Oh, verse 14, but it said not long after that they had set sail, the scripture talks about there arose a, uh, a great storm against the ship, a tempestuous wind. One commentary said the wind was, uh, it was like a whirling wind with such a hurricane force that it kind of tossed the ship back and forth from wave to wave like tossing a football. Impossible to stay afloat. Impossible to not suffer a, a shipwreck. 
And for a wooden ship to be caught in such, in such open seas like that, in such the fury of a hurricane, was certain destruction. But Paul said, stay in the ship. Well, it looks like the church is not going to make it. I think I'll jump ship. Stay in the ship. If God's placed you here, you stay here. Glory. Fill your place. Take your position. Glory. Strong winds, they, they took, it took them off course and sometimes out of the way of duty. The winds of hardships that I'm talking about will come and we must do what the sailors did. Make best of the storm. You can either get bitter because of your storm, get bitter because what others has done to you and maybe you haven't deserved it and maybe you've, you know, added to that. But you can get bitter Or you can get better. You can allow that storm to lift you up and make you a stronger person. Or you can bow to that and carry around bitterness and unforgiveness. And what does it do? It destroys you and it destroys that those that are around you. Oh, glory to Jesus. Thank you, Father. Is this too straight? You know, I had a young man that told me not too long ago, I... um, he said, I, I was a strong leader. Uh, what, well, haven't been able to, to minister there in quite some time. And I didn't want to ask what that meant. But now I'm, I think I'm beginning to know what that means. I think maybe I might be too blunt for the average Christian today. Really, Pastor. Now I know this pastor doesn't soft soap anything. I know that. <laughs> but but it's okay. It's still the word of God. And sometimes the word of God it cuts pretty deep, doesn't it? But it's for our own good. I, I like what my pastor told me. He said uh that well he's been my pastor for years, so I'm a product of his ministry. And I tell him if you don't like what you see, hmm but my pastor before him, he says, I hope I make you mad, sad, or glad. I want to touch you some way before you leave this house. The word of God must touch us, right? And if if I am not touched in some way, then I have to start searching my heart. So what's going on in my life? Am I too calloused over? Oh, I, this none this is in my notes, but someone, I guess, maybe might need to hear this. In the, sometimes in the way of duty. Let's make, let's just make the best of the storm. Glory. We may be in a storm. Storm may be around us, but that storm doesn't have to be in us. We can walk in peace. I remember Sister Kel talked about that this morning. She said even after her husband passed away, she still had peace. That is God. That is God. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, let me turn to page 15. No. <laughs> Never lose hope. We're talking about hardship. Point number one, hardship. Hebrews 10 and 35 through 37 says this. Cast not away your confidence. Oh, I love that. Don't throw it away as, well, it didn't work for me. Toss it aside like it's unimportant. Don't cast it away. Walk away from it. Because it has great recompense of reward. God will reward you if you keep your trust and your hope and your confidence in Him. Stay in the ship. It may be a hardship right now, but you're on a journey. 
And he's taking you somewhere. Glory. Well, if you have need of patience, ouch, that after you have done the will of God, that's the secret, after you've done the will of God, you'll be blessed when you do the will of God. You might receive the promise. It's his word. Obey the word and there will be a blessing in obeying the word. He says, for yet a little while and he, Jesus, will come and will not tarry. You got to keep that in your mind. Jesus is coming soon. I can endure this hardship. I'm going to stay in the ship. I'm going to stay where God's planted me. (laughs) Uh, What's it all mean? It's simply this. Just don't give up. Don't quit. Don't jump overboard. Oh, that looks like a better ship. It's going faster and it's bigger and it's got more bells. It's got lights and smoke. (laughs) I've I've got my faces red. Don't lose hope. Just stay on course. Hardships. Whatever you have to cast aside. Whatever words you have to eat. Been there, done that. What, however many times you have to apologize for something that you really didn't do. Anybody ever done that? Oh, as pastors. Are you kidding me? Oh. However many hurts or how many hardships you have to go through or overcome. Whatever you have to give up will be nothing compared to what we will gain. Glory. Stay in the ship. I love this. This is noteworthy. Your stability through hardships brings glory to God. People see, know your life, and they know you're going through H-E-L-L. Now, that's in the Bible, okay? That word's in the Bible. So I'm not up here cussing. When they see that, and you you just still get up and go to church, and you still are here, and you still support, and you still pray, that brings glory to God. Anybody can give up in a storm. God help me. The captain of our souls will bring us through the hardships. Stay in the ship. Point number two. Another ship is relationships. Relationships. The Bible says that the storm was so fierce that the soldiers were at their wits end. Have you ever been there? When you've tried everything and everything has failed, try Jesus. When you've tried all the rest, try the very best, try Jesus. For he will be your friend, a friend to the end. Yes, he will. The Bible says the storm is so fierce. All their training, all their experience, nothing they were doing within themselves was making the situation better. (laughs) Lord, I've tried. I've said this. I've said that. Nothing's working. I just surrendered all to you. I'm just going to let go of the whatever they guide that ship with. I'm not a sailor. I'm just going to let you take the wheel. Glory. Nothing was working. Verse 20 reads this. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, 
was quite dark and it was quite stormy and it was quite a long storm. All hope that we should be saved was then taken away. It was mentioned in the class again this morning. A lot of people have lost hope and that's why they shoot themselves. Young people, I had a, a lady that requested prayer on Facebook, a dear friend of mine, and her granddaughter of 16 years old got on the uh, Internet and was in a suicide pack where the kids, uh, you know, I will if you will, you know, that type of thing. And she, and uh, instead she's in a... Um, They've got her, they found, found out the, the mother found that and found that she was involved in that and she was thinking about taking her life because she had made a promise. She was in a pack. And, uh, anyway, she's in a home now in getting some help. She needs deliverance. She needs deliverance. No hope. No hope. And yet hope is all around. Hope is all around. Let's be that hope. Let's be that hope to that young person. I tell you what, I have had, and I'll get to ball in here, but I've had such a burden for the children of our land, for the little kids of our land that are beaten and bruised, and they don't know who their mom is, they don't know who their dad is, they have no stability, they're thrown out in the middle of a hurricane and said, just shift for yourself, I'm going to do my thing. And my heart breaks for the teenagers of our land. And, and you know what? We got youth camps. Our youth camp starts tomorrow. And we've got youth camps all across this land. And I hope that on your prayer list, you are interceding for the children and the teens of our land. You think you're having it tough? What about them? It should stir our hearts. It should stir our hearts. They're on the sea of life with no help. Except for Paul. Remember, they had no hope. The sailors had lost all hope except Paul. And where was Paul? He was in the, had stolen away somewhere in the ship. He was, regardless of that hardship, regardless of that storm, he was still in relationship with God. Did you hear what I said? Many people can serve God when it's smooth sailing. But their relationship goes out the window when the seas get a little rough. Stay in the ship or you cannot be saved. Acts 27 and 31 says this, and I will hurry. Some of you are snoring already. Paul, living in the will of God, obeying God, following God, finds himself in a storm with 276 other prisoners. Now, this was not a Sunday school class, folks. These were Vile, wicked prisoners. Well, I could live for God if my husband would serve God. I could live for God if my family would serve God. No, you're leaning on family. We need to lean on Jesus. Glory. Lean on Paul. Where were, 276 other people. They were all facing death. He had quite a captive audience. They weren't going anywhere. Except maybe to the bottom of the sea. Hardships. But Paul stayed in a relationship with Jesus. He did what we should do when we're in a storm. Paul withdrew himself from the winds. Paul withdrew himself from the noise. Paul withdrew himself from the drama. I've got some Facebook friends and they'll tell what they, uh, all, how 
anyway, it's drama. It's just crazy. I'm thinking that that is stupidity gone to see. Just delete that and go talk to God. Don't share your emotions on Facebook. Oh my. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. I heard a groan over here. Anyway, he withdrew himself from the noise, the fear, the drama, and he found himself a quiet, well, couldn't be too quiet. They're in the middle of a storm. But he separated himself to talk to God, and not only to talk to God, but to listen for direction. When you don't know what to do, look up. When you don't know which way to walk, talk to God. Amen? And if you don't hear from him, then you stand still. Stand still and see. Watch him work in your behalf. Verse 21 and 22, it says, And after a long abstinence, Paul stood forth and said, Sirs, he probably enjoyed saying this, You should have listened to me. You ever said that to your kids? I told you so. I told you if you went out there, you would... I told you if you touched that fire, you'd get burnt, right? I told you so. Paul said, I told you so. But since you didn't listen, he said, this ship will be lost. This ship is going down. Now, I know the title of this message is Stay in the Ship. But I tell you, when you see this ship, finally was completely broken apart. And you know that story. We'll get there in a minute. But he said what he tells them. He says, this ship will be lost, but none of you will lose your life. Can you imagine? Awesome. It's a miracle. This ship will sink, but you will not lose your life. Relationship. Thank God. How did Paul know this? In verse 23, I love this scripture. For there stood by me this night... The angel of God <laughs> saying, fear not, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar and lo, or behold, it is a fact. God has given you all them that sail with you. They were in a hardship. Paul stayed in relationship. And because of his relationship, not one of those People lost their lives. Is it important that you serve God? Does your life really matter? Does your walk with God really matter? Yes, yes, yes. Glory. Well, God said, I haven't changed my plan for you because of the loss of this ship. And God enabled, you know, God could have caused him to walk on water or given him wings to let him fly to Rome on angels' wings, but he didn't. He chose to let him go through the same hardship as the sailors and the prisoners that were on that ship. Mercy. All right. Paul's relationship to God. Oh, we need to say salty. (laughs) Salty saints. Ask your neighbor, have you got any salt left? (laughs) In relationship with him in order to be ready and available to step out. In the crowd and boldly say, be of good cheer, no man's life will be lost. That's good news. This is good news today. You stay in the ship, you'll be saved. Glory, that's good news. Paul on a prisoner ship 
with vile, wicked men. But during the storm, he became their encourager and their counselor because he was in relationship, even though he was going through a hardship. It can be done. Stay in the ship. Point number three, and this is the last one. Friendship. Friendship. Well, I can do this by myself. I don't need anybody's help. I do. I need you. I need friends. I love friends. Friendships. It's more than just family. We've got some friends in the gospel, in the gospel ship, preaching the gospel, that they are closer to us than our family. Because, you see, we have the same father. His name is God. (laughs) Hallelujah. Friendships. But a true friend is one who will come along beside you to help you. You know, it's dangerous to travel alone. More so today than ever before, right? Jesus even sent out the disciples, what, two by two. That way if one falls, the other one can help the other one up. And low be, or sad it is that one that travels alone. We need one another. Friendships. Friendships. If you want friends, you need to show yourself friendly. Don't just pop up and head out the door and not say goodbye, good riddance, see you later, alligator, after a while, crocodile. No, friendships. It takes time. It takes investments of your time. Amen? Well, you're quiet in the house, but I think you're listening. Dangerous. A friend invited me to church, and I got saved at 14. Thank God. They were with me when I when I finally got up from the altar after weeping like a baby and boo-hooing and squalling and asking Jesus to save me. I, when I opened my eyes, there were my friends, my teenage friends. Went to youth camp. Got gloriously, I, you've heard me talk about that. I love to talk about that. Got gloriously filled with the Holy Ghost and couldn't talk in English for five days. And who was with me when I got the Holy Ghost? My friends. My friends praying for me. Praying for friends. I love, we love friends. We need friends. Friends to help. And, and even now God has placed friends into our lives during this time with my husband. With this stroke and our whole life has changed that we don't feel like right now that we should pastor. We need to let the younger ones pastor and, and, uh, I don't see too many younger ones stepping up, but anyway, <laughs> we know it's the right thing to do. But we've got friends that call us, they check on us, they invite us to preach once in a while. That's special. Friends. Friends. Friendships. Acts 27 and 1 says, And when it was determined that we, talking about Luke and the other fellow, what was his name? Uh, I think I have it in my notes. I can't pronounce his name. But anyway, said when it was purposed that we should sail into Italy, verse 2 says, And entering into a ship, we launched. And we, those two dear friends that accompanied Paul to Rome, was Luke and A-R-T-I-S, anyway. He's he's a good man. <laughs> oh, oh, Lord, I'm not trying to be goofy here. There, there could have only been uh, two possible ways in which Luke and the other fella could be allowed to go with Paul. They had to become prisoners also. Suffered with him. Wow. 
I'll be your friend as long as the way is easy, but you know, you, you, you fall on hard times or whatever, I'm out the door. <laughs> That's not a true friend, is it? They become slaves also. Brotherly love is not just a question of feeling, it's a question of sacrifice. Jesus sacrificed his life to become our friend. A friend that sticks closer than a brother. That is good news. Glory. Hebrews 13 and 3 says this. Remember those in prison as if you were in prison with them. And people who are mistreated as if you were in their place. That's the word of God. Let's remember those, right? Jesus said, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. And no greater love hath man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. And that's exactly what Paul's friends were willing to do for him. They suffered hardship right along beside them because they were in relationship with the Lord also. Two are better than one because they, well, they have a reward for their labor. If either of them falls, the one can lift the other one up. Then the scripture says, but woe to him that is alone. Did you know isolation is the devil's plan? To get you isolated away from everyone and you just go have your own little pity party. And you know, <laughs> isolation is the devil's plan. But friendship and fellowship is God's plan. That's what we had out there around the table. Didn't we have some fellowship? Did you get to visit with people? I would hope so. I got to visit with some little kids and the pastor. It was fun. Except you abide in the ship. You cannot be saved. Acts 27 and 31. Regardless of the storm by sea, regardless of the storm by land, regardless of the storm by through the job, regardless of the storm from your neighbor, your family, your friends, your loved ones, whatever, stay in the ship. The scripture teaches that all 276 people made it to shore. Just like God said. When God says, I'll take care of you, if you'll keep your hand in mine and keep your eyes focused on me, I will make a way where there seems to be no way. We will get to our destination, folks, if we'll stay in the ship. Paul did arrive in Rome, and he did stand and testify before Caesar the gospel of Jesus Christ. Of course, he preached his head off. As you know, it cut his head off, okay? Yeah, but he, he finished the course. He kept the faith through hardships because he was in relationships. And he had friends in high places, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Glory. Some sailors were strong enough to swim to the shore. And the story teaches that some of them would cling to uh, some of the boards or some of the pieces of the ship. But you know what? It, that one piece of board or whatever they held on to was enough. God had already promised us that they would be saved. Not one soul would be lost on that ship. And sometimes you feel like, you know, you've, you're just hanging on by the thread. That's enough. That's enough. If that thread has been dipped in the blood of Jesus... It is enough. It will pull you through that hardship. Glory. 
One word sometimes from a friend will be enough to carry you through something that you're going through one day. Glory, just one touch from the master because he's in the house. Tear off your roof of fear. Tear off your roof of doubt. Lay down your problems. Jesus is in the house. He's in the ship with us. Glory. Well, just one word of encouragement is enough. Stay in relationship with Jesus. Glory. Stay in relationship. He will bring you through that hardships. He's our anchor. He's our lifeboat. He's our captain. Don't abandon him. Don't throw, cast aside your confidence. It has a reward. <laughs> Don't throw the, the captain overboard during a storm. Oh, my. It's all your fault, God. Stand with me. I'll read the scripture one more time. Except you abide in the ship. You cannot be saved. I'm going to take a trip in that good old gospel ship. I'm going far beyond the sky. I'm going to shout and sing until the heavens ring. When I'm beating this world goodbye, stay in the ship. 